Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson here. We're talking about the big shift from running a full service agency or charging for done for you services where you go to a client and say, hey, this is what we do. This is what we're going to do for you to shifting to charging for strategy and then training their team to execute. And our guest today is Remington Begg. He is the founder of Impulse Creative. Uh, as he says, he's been doing uh, the work of marketing for companies since the days of the dial-up internet. And uh, they, they have specialized in web design, inbound marketing, social media, and so forth. And you can check them out at impulsecreative.com to get a sense of what they do and what they've been doing. And then Remington does a lot of uh, videos. They, they actually do about 100 videos a month and 20 blog posts. And uh, Remington correctly points out that if you are a marketing agency of any kind, you should be running the exact service that you charge for clients to grow your own business, which I 100% agree with. That is the genesis of the UX podcast, and it's why that I run this. But we also talk about how do you actually get to the point where you can do that. But more importantly, we talk about just the shift, right? So Remington is shifting his agency from charging for services to charging for strategy, doing the service for a period of time until such time as they can persuade the client to allow them to train their team to take over the on-the-ground, day-to-day work of the marketing, which in this case is inbound marketing. So publishing videos, doing podcasts, writing blog posts, et cetera, et cetera. So here are some of the things that we talked about. We talked about how, kind of how to rise to the challenge of positioning ourselves differently so the clients don't see us as just a service that does things for them, but they see us as an agency who is experienced with the strategy so that it sets us up for that shift. We also talk about how with anything to do with sales and marketing or business development, Remington's preference is always show, don't tell. And so they talk about a little bit of how they do that in the sales process, but also how they demonstrate what they're doing just through their own marketing for their own service and how they acquire clients being the same ways that they recommend to clients. And we also talk about how Remington stepped out of the sales sales role in his agency this year, the power of asking the right questions, why assumptions are the enemy, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I love what Remington is doing with their agency agency and a very similar path uh, to what we're doing here with our podcast production agency. Uh, for more on this, you can refer back to Max Trailer's episode where we talk a little bit about charging for strategy and not implementation. Uh, as Max correctly points out, uh, the closer you are to the implementation, the closer you are to the chopping block. So if you are selling professional services and you're selling the doing of the thing and the strategy is just part of that, then what happens is the clients get to know you for the thing that you're doing and my belief is, and a lot of people's belief is, and I think experience proves this out, is that if they can get the same thing done for cheaper, they're going to at least look at it. Uh, depending on their level of loyalty to us, they are going to experiment with jumping ship at some point or a certain percentage of our clients will experiment with it. I've seen it over and over and over again uh, in the agency world where if we are doing the thing, if they can outsource it, if they can bring it in office, uh, and there's a lot of benefits to them of bringing something in-house versus paying uh, an agency to do it. And I think there are some things that legitimately should be done in-house. And I think what Remington is seeing is those same trends and saying, okay, how can we take advantage of that? And how can we shift to where we're not just charging for the doing of the thing, but we're charging for the 
strategy, why the thing is done and how it's executed and how a brand is built over time because the actual on the ground work of producing videos and publishing blog posts and things like that is getting so much cheaper and it's worth it now for the clients to have somebody in their office that they control and they can tell what to do to execute a strategy as long as they are guided in the right direction. So that's what we're talking about with Remington today. So let's jump in. We're talking about how to shift to charging for strategy and training rather than done for you services and implementation. So here is Remington Beck. So Remington, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Yeah. I'm <laughs> super stoked to have you here. This is gonna be a fun conversation. But uh, before I've already given your credentials and all the good stuff, but how do you tell people what you do? Yeah, so we, um, as a as a company, we talk to talk to people, and they're usually trying to figure out how to intentionally grow their companies, or they're it's either looking to grow or holy crap, that didn't work. And it usually has to do with another agency and people that didn't care about actual goals. So we usually mm -hmm. are working. When I say data driven, that sounds very buzzwordy, but we're looking at their prior data and actually trying to figure out like the steps that are needed in order to move things forward. So um, let's define the yeah. term though. What do you mean by intentional growth? Intention, so intentional growth to me is we need to grow, like our goal is to grow by 30% and you get an actual dollar amount. And then we talk about what that means to them. And then we break that down into, so what are the almost like traction style in regards to like, this is your, this is your one year goal. And then you get the rocks and you break them down. You know, it's very similar. Uh, very exactly. <laughs> Literally very sitting on my desk. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, um, two of my favorite things are traction and traction, Simon Sinek and the, the, uh, the best self journal. And they all have very mm -hmm. similar like ways of unpacking things. Mm -hmm. um, and so essentially I come in, totally went off a tangent on this, but um, we, so we go in and we have a conversation about, okay, so where are you? Where are you trying to go? And what we call it is we have an impulse creative compass and it's the, the brand, the design development and the sales, making sure that everything's speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. And if that's done the right way, then growth is really only about mathematics. It's trying to figure out like how many blogs do we need statistically in order to hit the, hit the traffic goal? Okay. What kind of conversions do we have to tweak for this? And then it's all tactics beyond that. Okay. Gotcha. No. So, and real quick, ideal client, sure. who is that? Yeah. Yeah. Ideal clients are companies again, who are looking to grow intentionally. And, and that is someone that's not willing to just um, throw things at the wall and see whether they stick. They're actually like, we want someone that has, that understands the strategy, understands where we're trying to go. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, knows they need to get there. So that means that, you know, startups right out of the gate in a lot of cases are not a great fit, but mm -hmm. ones that have an idea or have a business plan or have some kind of like a one year and three year plan are maybe it's the ones that like are coming right out of the gate, just got investment and they just got money to burn. Yeah. Like we're not going to be great because we're going to tell you not to spend as much on pay-per-click this month as we would to, you know, focus on the long game yeah. too. Well, and they have no data to analyze and there are exactly. all kinds of other issues. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, because it sounds to me like you're going after a psychographic profile, which is it's yep. roughly, it's, it's kind of similar to the way, the way that I am. Uh, I'm looking for the, the right types of people. Now I'm operating within a category of let's say coaching and consulting, yep. but within that, I want a psychographic slice. Uh, yep. what, what is it for you guys? Is there any industries you found have more of those people that you go after intentionally? Yeah. So, um, we're finding we're falling into a travel is actually quite fun travel and hospitality mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot to talk about there um b2c 
is there's a huge opportunity and usually the inbound folks, inbound agencies tend to stay away from it because B2B is where everyone's told them to go. Okay. But, you know, anything that, um, if there's a story to tell and there's a problem that's being solved, it's easy to do um, in that regard. We've got home builders that we do really great work with. Um, we've got a couple of real estate agents if they get the long game that are really good. And then, and then you know, you've got, you've got some of the, the B2B startups that are a little bit more mature. Um, those people tend to go really well too because they tend, the more modern companies tend to be pretty data-driven. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So you have a really interesting model and, and you're kind of shifting the way that you deliver your service. And essentially you have, you're, you're setting yourself up in, in a very similar way that I'm setting up my agency, which is to yeah. double your revenue without doubling your headcount. Yep. No more employees. You're not looking to staff up. Right. You're not looking to get the, the, the swanky office downtown where everybody scooters to work with their coffee. Um, nope. <laughs> so, um, so what's the, uh, what are you seeing in the landscape that's causing you to go this direction? Sure. So technology. Like if, if I look at, I've had the agency 11 years now and um, some, I found some notes that I wrote down 11 years ago about what I wanted the company to be in 10 years. And we've hit a lot of those numbers. And then some of the other numbers, like some of the things didn't even exist. Like when I started the company, we were helping people optimize MySpace pages. Right. And, and so, so when we're talking, when we're talking about like how that might be the best one liner that anyone has delivered on this podcast. <laughs> There we go. So, so when we're talking about like, you know, trying to jump on social or jump on this, it's really hard to plan anything out more than five years as an agency, especially in tech, uh, because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, hell ad agencies right now are freaking out because they just lost targeting because of the Facebook stuff that went mm -hmm. on. And that yeah. was just this year. Yeah. So, so when we, when we're thinking about where we're trying to go, the things that I do know are going to happen is we're going to have more AI. We're going to have more machine learning. We're going to have more, um, you know, technology taking the place of the, the dismal tasks of auto posting to social or yeah. doing a lot of these tactical things yeah. that you would need people who maybe don't have as much experience to do. Yeah. And at the same time, um, it's becoming easier for companies to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so the question I usually push back on the rest of the group here is, so why shouldn't, the com why shouldn't the company's own people be creating their own content? Because it's probably better. Yep. And why shouldn't they be doing it? Because they probably know more. And mm -hmm. so, so a lot of these questions, you know, our mission is to help people grow their companies. The, that means that we can't be the, like, the, the shiv that's in the side of them draining their life force out. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, we have to be innovating. So where we're going um, to where we're going right now is we still have the agency services. Um, I brought on, uh, you know, George B. Thomas earlier this year, who's real big on training and teaching people, especially around the HubSpot ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And and so he and I are working very hard on on building a training arm of Impulse Creative that essentially graduates clients from service delivery and goes into actual training them internally how to, to build and scale their own strategies internally. Okay. And by doing that, we get paid more, in theory, still learning, but right, we get paid more to do this strategy stuff and point their people where they need to be than we would be for you know, hour for hour doing the work for them. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of shifting that, and of course it opens up to continue the cycle through. Okay. And the, the way that you envision this working, let's talk about the timeframes and kind of how this might work in practice. So yeah. how long do you feel like it would take you guys to get somebody to get a media, like it's, let's say your ideal client, medium sized company, yep. 
up and running on a content marketing program that normally you guys would have to do for them? Yeah. So, so that's a loaded question. We've got, it depends on, it depends on their goals, right? And their objectives. And I add a disclaimer whenever I talk about strategies like this, because as soon as I say this, someone's going to take this exact playbook and try and sell it. And then it's going to come out that they're going to go, wow, that didn't work. Remington's a complete beep. Right. <laughs> and, and so when we're, when we're thinking that way, it, it depends on how much content we think that they need to create and what kind of actions and movement that they need to have in order to have confidence in the strategy in the first place. Mm-hmm. And most companies we come into, they don't have the time to implement, much less the discipline to. And okay. so if we show what can be, then it's really easy for them to, to go. So in this case right now, and this is relatively early, you know, we're, this has been an initiative since the beginning of this year. We're looking at companies that are with us for about um, 18 to 24 months as far as doing service delivery uh, as a majority of our service. Mm-hmm. When I say a majority, like we could start, it's not like a we're done delivering and now we're training. It's yeah. usually a let's shift the percentages of delivery and strategy gradually over a certain amount of time. Right. Um, but when we start doing that, that, that uncovers this opportunity of, hey, sure, maybe you should bring on a, you know, an intern and maybe we should have conversations about how to do this on a weekly basis yeah. so that they build up in your company. And then, you know, and then you should offset those costs by we'll, we'll help handle that, that conversation. Um, so that could be, you know, 18, 18 to 24 months where that transition starts to happen. If a company already has a well-defined team, but they just don't get what we're trying to sell in regards to like, they just don't get how it all comes together. It could be right out of the get, right from the get-go training. You know, it really just depends on how much the wheels are already turning in their org from a content strategy point of view. Okay. And so we understand what that does for us. We understand us as being the agency owner, yeah. right, or a professional service firm owner, because this stuff all applies to coaching and consulting too, by the way. Right. Um, because it would it'd be a lot easier to sell a six-month coaching consulting package where you get trained up on how to do and hold yourself and your own team accountable rather than you always needing to pay me for the next 10 years right. of your life. So this, this applies regardless. Um, but we understand like, hey, from the, from the operations point of view of us as the service provider, this makes sense because we get to charge more for strategy, which, which is just renting our brains out, stuff we already mm-hmm. know, frameworks that are already in our head, and then shift the implementation onto the client. The question is, how do you sell it? Right. Yeah. So are we getting to the point where the clients are starting to want that? Are they aware that that's an option or is there a lot of work to get that C-130 off the ground? Yeah. So it's a great question. Um, there is, I think it's a two-way street right now. There are people okay. who are coming to agencies and I'm sure you felt the same, the same way. They've been like, wow, that was a horrible experience with another agency. And then you spend a long time selling them into, no, like I'm actually the real deal. Like I actually am going to try to help you. I'm not trying to drain your life force. Mm-hmm. Um, those conversations are always going to be harder. And when things are new, there's opportunity, but there's also a lot of friction in regards to trying yeah. telling them why you would train them in the first place. Yeah. But, um, but it goes, it really depends on where they are in their business. So the more mature businesses are going to see it as a great opportunity. Um, while the, the newer ones might be like, I don't want to hire someone right now. I want residual, like I want some, I'd rather just be able to, yeah, just handle it for me. Um, Mm. But as things, you know, if uh, we start out with four blogs a month, that's a certain amount of time that we need someone to approve blogs internally. If we get up to 20 blogs a month because things are rocking and rolling, that's a lot more time than that person internally is going to have to start spending. So they're going to start feeling that the lever that they gave us to, 
to do it for them because the time was a friction point to suddenly now you're asking for more of my time is like a natural segue into, well, why don't you bring someone on? And then, and then, we yeah, it's a good point. Cause here, yeah. Cause I see this happen because, because I run an extremely specialized agency. So we end up yep. working alongside of, or in concert with other specialized agencies and then some like full service agencies that end up kind of like overseeing everything. And uh, I know for a fact that like, as soon as you get two or three agencies involved, from the client's perspective, they just gave themselves a part-time job called managing agencies. They don't yeah. realize it. They right. think paying other people to do all this for them. And, and marginally that's true, but they just right. gave themselves a part-time job. And so yeah. I think, yeah, so there's a natural lever there. The problem is I want to start selling the leverage solution now, not two yeah, years yeah. into a client relationship. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's, there's a couple different things there. Um, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to sound big headed or anything, but I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of agencies that don't document their own processes. Okay. So if, if they brought an employee into their organization, they would have a hard time training that employee right. from not knowing how to do it to actually delivering a service. If you as an agency can't define your own processes, you're not gonna be able to teach anyone else to do it. Yeah. And so, so I think if you're super confident in your own SLAs and your own SOPs in regards to standard operating procedures, and you know what it takes to do a blog and how long it should take, and you've got your own measures internally from an organization, that mm -hmm. is the stuff that's super valuable for a company, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'd say half, half of our clients, if we asked them how long a blog took, they'd have no freaking idea. They probably think it was like a half hour. <laughs> and like, oh, like the blog only has to be 200 words where that's not reality yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And so, so nowadays we're writing a 1200 to 1500 word blog and it's a lot, you know, and so that takes a completely different management style as, as it does. Well, you should be able to write me 52 blogs in a month. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so we know internally how that process goes. We have everything documented. We love Tetra as a, as a wiki. Um, internally, it ties into Slack beautifully. Nice. And, and so we use, we use Tetra internally, but we literally will take the free version of that and start deploying that for our clients yeah. in training. And yep. we have curriculums. We have curriculums yep. for everything we train. It's like you go to school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, if you don't have that, then you shouldn't sell it. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> yes, that is, I believe that's 100% true. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate to come out of an agency that was also very productized and specialized. Yeah. And uh, so my, my mentor, the guy I used to work for, actually went to the extent of hiring the gentleman who put together all of Keller Williams' real estate curriculum material, basically co-wrote some right. of Gary Keller's stuff. Uh, hired him to come in and document and essentially created the, the company curriculum, 12 step, like 12 week full on, everybody goes through it. So now he's got 60 employees back in our hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, and every single one of them and everybody new goes through that, that curriculum, but like insanely good stuff. Um, yeah. Most agencies are not going to go through that. He's a little, you know, yeah. like he carried that to the extreme. But, but they need that, right? Like yeah. um, we all have missions and visions and we all have core values and we've got like ways that we want things done. But then we're surprised when those things don't happen because, and then we were like, well, did we, and I just had it 30 minutes ago. Like we have well-defined systems and I'm like, how many people have seen this document before? And half the group put on the, up their hand. I'm like, oh, I failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? so it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. But, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those things that you just have to be completely open to redefining. And in a lot of cases, I think it's scary to agencies 
initially when they start getting into it is, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want someone to steal this from me. But it's like, what's the cost of not having it in the first place? That's Yeah. Well, but again, it goes back to it's, it's a sales and marketing challenge. And it, and it is a challenge you have to rise up to. Which I think is always funny because we're marketing agencies, which, which we claim to be all super awesome at marketing, and yep. we're usually terrible at it for ourselves. But that that really is the difference, right? the The challenge is, especially if we want to shift to this, yep. like we're Baker, David Baker calls it, like shifting more into the making the strategy room at the front bigger and making the implementation yep. room smaller. Uh, if we want to shift to that, which I think we all should. Uh, it is a sales and marketing challenge to position ourselves differently from every other agency, so that they go okay, I trust that you have the solution. I may not quite understand everything. I know the end result is going to be we're self-sufficient. We can kind of do this on our own with some help from you guys. I don't get exactly how that's going to work yet, but I trust you because you're different from every other agency that just wants to bleed my life force. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, and then you have, and then my, and I've had this since the beginning is show, don't tell. Yeah. Right. How so? Show them. So everything, anything to do with sales, like Jackie on my team who handles all the business development, like I don't want her to ever have to explain how we do something. I want her to be able to say, here's how we do it. Like ourselves, drink our own Kool-Aid. What's what's the visual? What's the preferred mode or um, format? So she has a couple... I hate even to say slide decks. She has some slide decks that kind of keep it all together. But a lot of cases she has like go-to blog posts or go-to videos or or stuff that we've kind of explained details. We put out, um, not including our, any podcast or related content, we put out about a hundred videos a month. Um, and we put out 20 blog articles a month, you know, in regards to content that, and so when we have companies that are coming up to us and they're like, well, I want to grow organically this year, you know, with Mm -hmm. organic traffic, we can literally just, send them a picture of our dashboard that shows 30% month over month growth organically, mm-hmm. you know, because we're putting the effort into it. And the idea is your absolute best package that you want to sell to your clients. You should be, you should be doing that every single day. So if it's strategy first, show this, like talk about the strategy, talk about the objectives, mm-hmm. you know, show, don't tell. So we, yeah. that's kind of how we lean with it. And it's been, um, it served us really well, knock on wood this year. Because this year we really, um, it was like, we're no longer the redheaded stepchild of the organization. Like we're actually going to market ourselves and be intentional about this, just like we are for all of our clients. Let's show people how we do it. Yeah. Um, been, cause I stepped out of the sales role this year. So it was, congratulations, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, Jackie probably hates it when I come back in, but, um, but say, as well, she should. Yeah. But whenever, you know, whenever we, um, whenever we're talking about this stuff, it's, a lot of companies, and we talk about differentiation here, that's one of the big things moving forward is you have this conversation, well, you should probably post some blogs. You probably should do, maybe you should think about a podcast. Maybe you should do some videos. Like everyone's talking about chatbots. I've done a daily video about chatbot marketing since the beginning of this year because I saw where it was going to go and we've been mm-hmm. testing stuff. And okay. so it's like, you've got to be testing things yourself. Mm-hmm. And when we go back to why would someone would hire you for training, like, People hire you for training because it's obvious that you know what you're doing and you have yeah. examples of it. Like yeah. that's essentially where, that's essentially where I see it going. That's how you can sell it yourself. Gotcha. It was a long answer. Love it. Cool. Okay. Well, so um, one final question. We'll get to that yep. in a second. What's the best way for people to reach out, connect, and get all of the goodness, the all the different podcasts and stuff that you guys are pumping out? Yeah. 
So the easiest thing is to go to impulsecreative.com forward slash blog. And at the very bottom of that page, you'll see all of our podcasts and there's a couple of call to actions there. Um, we have, um, I do drift tutorials uh, for the drift conversational marketing stuff. And then we also have Sprocket Talk, which is a HubSpot related resource. So sprockettalk.com. And um, those are the daily, daily uh, micro videos on how to get everything done. And then if people want to tweet me or have any questions, um, I'm on Twitter probably too much, but it's at Remington Bag, R-E-M-I-N-G-T-O-N-B-E-G-G. And uh, yeah, we can have a conversation. Love it. All right. So here's my final question. Yeah. I have a theory that at the center of every business, even, even one larger where the entrepreneur stepped out of, let's say the day to day uh, and is in charge of the culture and vision and all that good stuff, which you are. Uh, So I have a theory that at the the heart of that business is still the unique, rare, valuable skill set that the entrepreneur who usually started it kind of has, and maybe you brought in some other people and it's the collective skill set of you, uh, of you collectively. But if you had to pin it down, looking back at how the agency has grown, what do you feel like are the, you know, two or three unique skills that it's built around? It's just unique to you. Asking the right questions. Um, I, I think it's easy to, it's easy for companies to operate on assumptions and I've always operated on this assumptions are the enemy. Hmm. So it's something I teach pretty heavily into the whole group. Um, you know, I've got, and then brand and then the the reliance on brand brand is the easiest thing to discount, but it's the, it's the hardest thing to actually capture. Okay. So explain that a little bit more. How does that translate into skill set for you? You mean your ability to analyze brands in the marketplace? Not even, not even analyze, but so thinking about the brand, like how do you, how you write the tone of voice of a blog post or, or the feel when someone walks in the door, like being able to bring that all together and actually tell a company how they could, like you're using reds and blacks in your logo, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you're wearing a black shirt, Mm -hmm. right? So you, you obviously feel brand in a certain way, but Mm -hmm. like the, the, the emotion and the feeling that comes across in your content, does that match? Right. the rest of your brand, right? There's a lot of companies that'll come in, especially agencies, they'll come in and be like, this is how you have to do SEO. This is how you have to create content. And they don't even think about the actual company's voice that they're doing it for yeah. or, the, or the brand. Yeah. Everyone on my organization knows to identify and leverage that. And gotcha. I think that that's a huge differentiator uh, yeah. between us and other people. Okay. So yeah, my, my, my two cents on that is yeah. that those two skill sets are incredibly interlinked and related. Uh, I think it probably, I, I would, I would classify myself as being in somewhat the same ballpark. And yeah. the one, the one person I've heard it described the best was Dan Sullivan talking about himself when he said, I'm really good at putting concepts together. Sure. And that was a huge light bulb for me. I'm like, that's what it is. It's yeah. freaking it's putting concepts together. Cause what, cause you're looking at a brand and you're able to see all these other disparate elements and go, Oh, that doesn't match. That colors yep. don't match. That tone of voice of that blog post doesn't match. Like that's all, it's all, it's super conceptual. Yeah, yeah. And I notice yeah. a, lot, a lot of entrepreneurs have that. And I think I kind of tie that into asking the right questions. Like, mm-hmm. like if I will not take, it's somewhat annoying to probably a majority of the staff, I will not take a, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Just like, <laughs> like, you know, or, or when a company, like if, if I don't feel candor is one of our core values for a reason, yeah. like, you know, being able to come across and say, yeah, so I understand that you've said that, but but why did you say that? Like, what does that actually look like? Like, like, let me feel it. Because if you ask those right questions, just like Dan Sullivan's talking about, like putting all the pieces together, you start mm-hmm. to identify holes 
yeah. where you start to not even know that a hole exists if you go over that on an assumption level. Yeah. So, Love so yeah. It. Yeah. That's, that's very true. It's, it sounds like there's all these different ways to, to call the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, this is a super fun conversation. Cool. I appreciate it. I hope people check yeah. out Impulse Creative, check out the podcast, the Sprocket Talk. There's a lot of people in the audience that are in kind of the HubSpot ecosystem. If they're not already familiar with it, they should go check it out immediately. Post haste of Remington. This has been awesome. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine and we'll see you on the next episode.